Path, where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing. Hi, Matt. Hello, Joanne, and hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance. And we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And according to the calendar, summer is winding down. Fall is around the corner. Thank you for joining us for our September in the Garden episode. What are you looking forward to this September? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our Down the Garden Path podcast Facebook group to share your pictures or ask us questions for about your September garden, right? I think sometimes people put all their like tasks in the heat of summer, like, oh, I'll do that in September. Oh, I'll do that in September. Well, here we are, everybody. That's right. It's time to get to work. <laughs> and we're going to help you navigate all those do's and don'ts on that to-do list for you. That's, That's right. Uh, I love September. Uh, it is just a nice, cooler month. I love those changes in the season. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. But, it always comes too soon. I know. I know my uh, my flowering dogwood is already tips or lots of tips of red already. It oh. just makes me sad. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for some people, seeds and bulbs is what all uh, September, you know, the seed catalogs start arriving, the fall bulbs are in the store, you know, the ball, like, that's what they, they're looking forward to, right, is to planting bulbs. That's right, even though the seasons are winding down and the plants are falling asleep, it's time to plant some new spring hope. Uh, and yeah, those garden, the spring flowering bulbs are out in your garden centers, your local garden centers right now. And now is the time to plant them for the spring. So definitely check in. Also, take a look online to your favorite uh, seed catalogs or your bulb providers. There's a lot of uh, things you can buy online and have shipped to you as well. But now is the time to start planting that spring, that March, April, May flowering bulb uh, garden uh, for mm -hmm. sure. So planting those bulbs. Yeah, we should emphasize it might be the time to buy the bulbs, but it is not the time to plant them yet. So if you if you have a, your site set on a specific unique type of plant, uh, type of bulb, then then usually those are ones that sell out the fastest. So that's why we recommend you get them and you purchase them soon. But you don't need to plant them. Uh, we definitely recommend for a variety of reasons, which we'll talk, cover, uh, really waiting, you know, we'll talk more about it in October of the garden, right? And a little bit in November in the garden, where the, it's okay to plant them later in the season. And it's often beneficial, especially if you're battling critters. Right. And critters is the main one. They're smart. They can smell that we've disturbed the soil. They can see that we've disturbed the soil. And they know that they bury food. So why are we burying food? Let me check it out. And then they steal all those beautiful, hard-won, uh, all those beautiful plants that you're looking forward to and plant them somewhere else or eat them. So uh, just wait. We want the cooler months to settle in and uh, let them start to think about housing and overwintering themselves uh, so they don't go digging in. But yeah, so wait a little bit longer. Buy them now because you won't get those special, really cool ones uh, for early spring. Uh, but don't plant them now because you might lose them. To, again, those big critters for sure. For sure. 
Yeah. And if you already have bulbs in your garden, like dahlias and cannas, and, uh, you know, you can continue to uh, deadhead them and look after them. It's still soon to dig them up. So it's not time to dig them up either. So those are a big part, especially uh, dahlias, I find, are, are very popular in people's gardens. And sometimes in the September, they're just coming into their own, right? So don't worry. You've still got lots of time. Uh, you can deadhead them. Make sure you stake some of those ones with the big heads. And uh, um, so don't worry that there will be time. And if now is the time to take pictures of how those turned out so you know what to buy for, for next year if you wanted to expand your collection. That's right. And if you do bring them in and you wake up in early spring and you go, oh, what was that one? Or what did that look like? Oh, yeah, I took a picture of it. For sure. Mm -hmm. So our regular, uh, hey, don't forget to garden journal and take pictures for sure. That's right. That's right. And we will definitely feature how to dig them up and how to care for them over the winter in October in the garden. That's right. So stay tuned for that uh, episode as well. Mm -hmm. So bulbs we're going to wait on and veggies start to become mm -hmm. harvest season that late August. Uh, early to mid-September, we're starting to see, especially a lot of the farmers markets and local farmers, a lot of their varieties opening up. Uh, but we may also be removing and cleaning spaces in our garden to get prepared for winter. But there are a few things we can still plant as well. So things like our kales, our cool season radishes, lettuces, overwintering onions. There are some fruit or more so vegetables, my apologies, uh, that we can be planting for quick fall harvest so if you like a fresh greens cut and come again lettuces or musculine greens you need some radishes uh, or some fresh lettuce that's great you were talking one year about planting um some walla walla onions they're a great overwintering onion for us here are they gta yeah they'll survive over our winter so i i, I don't think you did it last year but i was wondering mm -hmm. if it was plans in your veggie garden for this year no, we have the Egyptian walking onions. So they oh, seem yeah, to be right. like so prolific that, that they've taken care of our onion, but they are a different onion, right? As opposed to like the Walla Walla, the bigger onions. So do you know of onions? Because my challenges of growing garlic uh, is um, the competition with other plants. Do you, are onions the same thing or do they like not like, because I want to plant things in amongst my garden, like my, you know. Yeah, as far as I know, they're not as picky for competition as garlic is, um, but you would definitely get, I think, a little bit bigger of an onion for sure. But yeah, mm. I mean, I, I think of when I go visit, you know, pick your own places and I see the pick your own onions, the reds and the whites, um, they're all jammed in like bulb to bulb to bulb uh, yeah. in the bed <laughs> and they're big and ripe and beautiful. So I, again, I still think they're as picky and as long as they've got a good soil and they've got some good food i bet you you'd have better uh better growing that way too yeah, uh, yeah. better than garlic we're, we're gonna have other. to yeah we're gonna have to chat with uh our friend julia and get it like maybe we do an onion episode because i think i think they're a th an easy thing for people to grow uh if you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you have some co coaching right that's right so as we get into veggies and gardens is we're winding down the season. Remember, do we want to continue to remove dead and diseased fruit, any diseased or dead plants? Mm. It's time to take those away and start uh, cleaning up and preparing 
for the winter. So any green and immature tomatoes, we can channel those energy into just ripening. We can prune up our tomato plants and let them go. Remember the bush or the determinate tomatoes? They're probably done if you have them, mm -hmm. or if they were very early, they might be getting you your second bloom. Um, but it takes a long warm season for that to happen. And if you have yeah. indeterminate or the staking ones, remember they're going to go to continue to frost. So you don't have to really worry about getting rid of those just yet. But it's more so, you know, the maintenance and removing the dead things and the disease things as we get ready to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And our herbs, if you grow a lot of herbs, um, now is a good time while they're still like really fresh and, and they haven't dried out and, and uh, gone to seed too much. Uh, now is a good time to pick those herbs and kind of chop them up and you can freeze them. You can do like the flash freeze in, in uh, on a cookie sheet in your freezer. You can uh, puree them and put them in ice cube trays, you know, so it's a good way. Sometimes I feel like we, we, we want to do them and we forget about it until it's too late and the uh, has hit them and and they're kind Definitely. of looking a little sad and and you know when, and there's nothing worse than having to find the good good leaves in amongst the mushy leaves right so yes. uh so yeah <laughs> so there's no reason why uh you know it's going to keep growing so if you wanted to do that at the beginning of september even though the the herbs are doing great that's okay because it'll it'll keep growing we've often had uh a warm september's especially lately last few years right so some things that were herbs especially may keep going so um but it's just a little on our show. We're just giving you a little reminder of a to do that you can do in September and uh, herbs, you know, get your oregano and your mint and uh, your chives, that type of thing. Um, basil, especially um, picked while it's yeah. still looking good to save it for uh, the winter. That's right. Because as we talk about September now, it's nice and warm. But you know what? September can change you never know. So just be prepared and keep these in mind. That's, That's right. right. That's right. We can also extend our cold season too. Um, if you have cold frames, maybe you've started, we've talked mm -hmm. about cold frames with, I think, Julia and a couple of other of our listeners way back when with uh, Nikki Jabor. Have you started some cold frames? Are you extending your season? But now would be the time if you haven't, a good time to build them and prepare them and get them ready as well to go over the season. So basically that cold frame is just a mini in-ground greenhouse, uh, which we can continue to extend the life and trap some of that heat. Uh, but now would be a good time to build one or get them ready as well as we go through September for the cool season. Mm -hmm. Now that they're so much more popular, you probably can find them readily available online. But I know a few years ago, you really couldn't. So uh, yeah. clients really, you know, really needed someone to build it for them. So, uh, so yeah, so that's something to think about. That's right. Mm -hmm. Annuals and perennials. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as our perennials uh, or as our annuals start with the annuals, they are going to start to look a little bit ragged if they haven't from the heat that we just saw in August. Uh, but there's a lot of new fall cool season annuals popping out to refresh your garden center benches, including mums, ornamental cabbage and kales, asters, we're going to see some more alyssums and ivies, uh, lots of different little guys to mm -hmm. pop in and replace those tired looking um, summer annuals that may have not quite made it this far. So take a look, remove what you need to and we can replant and start to dress up our little spots in our gardens, but also in our container gardens as well. Or maybe it's time to buy a whole new container 
because our September containers, yeah. our summer containers, aren't looking fresh anymore. So putting out a nice September container. Did I maybe miss mums in that list of <laughs> annuals? Yeah, well, you know how much <laughs> I, love, I love mums. But I, I think also if you're, especially if you're listening to this uh, episode right at the beginning of the month, you can even just giving your your ang- summer annuals a bit of a haircut yeah. uh, early in September. I think, you know, you may, and if something is dead, then absolutely, you know, dig it out with a uh, gardening shovel and plant something new in like a kale or like a small mum or something like that. But I think a lot of time, you know, just especially because if September's still warm, you know, you can you can do some prunings in actually pretty hard pruning and in a week or so it's going to be blooming again. So um, so that is a way to just pay attention and not give up because I think sometimes people just like, oh, it's September. I give up on my annual, uh, you know, mums are coming. I'll wait till October and put the mums in. But I feel like you're it's a missed opportunity. And um, and that you you know, they really you've spent a lot of money on them, you know, really in, in May and June. So so get as long uh bloom and and show as you can from them and i like to i mean i'm not a huge uh fan of the fall products the fall plants and um and i like to just extend my season as long as i can with my uh with my summer containers and then i go right into winter because i just feel like (laughs) fall is so short right it is yeah it is really short. And like you said, you spend all that time and energy keeping them looking yeah. fabulous. Just keep them looking fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're gone, they're gone. And don't yeah. don't feel bad about uh, uh, <laughs> uh, buying a new one that's fall flavored. Fall flavored. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of- so, but certainly don't be, you don't need to be fertilizing or anything like that because it's as the season's winding down, right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. You can stop your fertilizing, or if you're continuing your every two week fertilizing, you're almost at Thanksgiving where you're going to be ending it anyways. So definitely. Speaking of other new things to buy and pop in, Mm -hmm. uh, perennials. A lot of our independent garden centers they're not going to overwinter a lot of those perennial plant material or plant selections. So not that there's not a lot of beautiful fall blooming perennials, uh, but they have some of those older perennials that might have struggled a little bit in those pots. And now we're going to start to see a lot of uh, perennial sales starting to happen. So visit your independent garden centers. They're going to be getting rid of some of those perennial materials. Mm -hmm. And you're not really, again, remember, you're not going to buy the big, beautiful spring, you know, spring ground cover flocks or you know a lungwort or something you're going to be buying the root ball so you Mm -hmm. know make sure it does there's something there but check on that root ball in the pot because she'll be able to overwinter and reward you with new foliage as a thank you for finding her a new home but we can get some great summer and spring material or some unusual cultivars at a discount now going in through September, but September is the time to buy as uh, garden centers mm-hmm. are again preparing for fall and winter. We start to throw some of that out. So take a look to add some of those gaps. Remember, go back in your summer garden, in your spring garden, and look at those pictures you've already taken. What holes are you missing, right? And what yes. do they have that are spring blooming now at a discount that I can pop in there amongst maybe my spring flowering bulbs uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. later in the spring when we get into April and late May kind of deal. So that's yeah, right. So take a look. And native plants, right? Because often, mm-hmm. I mean, the native plant trend is just beginning. It's going crazy. And I know I did that last year where I bought a whole bunch where literally I was buying empty pots and they were 40% off. 
off and they were acquired though, you know, the choir, the coconut choir pots. So all I had to do was put them in the ground. And, you know, I thought I had nothing to lose. Most of our native plants or many of our native plants tend to be spring. Uh, you know, they come up in the spring. So I was rewarded where all of those plants came back. My may apple, my ginger, uh, you know, it was really great. My columbine, they did great. So, um, several ferns. So if you're looking for things, especially for the shade, um, you know, I think it's a, well, any native plant really, you know, keep in mind, you do need to make sure that there is something there as far as yeah. a root ball, but, but you're not, yeah, you're not, it, 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 they could be sad pots, sad look plants looking in the pot, but, um, but yeah, so it's a good time to do that. If you do want to, some people prefer to divide their hostas in the spring. I've always kind of preferred to do it in the fall. So if you do have some of your uh, plants while the weather's good and that you know you want to divide, uh, like hostas, maybe like maybe not ornamental grasses because I, I like leaving those up so the birds can eat the seeds and stuff. So I don't recommend you trimming them down. But some of the other uh, perennials that might be getting a little big, maybe like maybe even like ground cover phloxes and things like that, where you can actually divide them where you know what they are and where they want to go. You know, the, the later in the season I get, you're like, oh, I wanted to divide that. Now, where did it go? Right. Well, yeah. while you still know what it is and it's still getting a good amount of rain and you're still kind of in the garden, uh, that's something that you can uh, you can do. That's right. Peonies is one of the popular oh, uh, yeah. spring, early summer. Now is the time to definitely divide our peonies. She mm -hmm. is definitely or move them right? and move them right now is the time to dig them up, divide them and shift them around. So if you have a big, beautiful clump, maybe you noticed it's just getting too big for the space or she bloomed and she just opened up split in half and just didn't look good for the rest of the summer. Uh, that's a signal to, to dig them up. And break them in half. Coming into our September, one of the popular September flowers is our sedum, like our autumn joy sedums, mm -hmm. uh, right? So with nice big flat umble flowers or pinks in late August and into September, one of the signs to divide them is that perfect dome will start to crack down the middle. And that's uh -huh. when we're going to make a note of that now as she blooms and does her thing and reaches max size, we can divide her and, and do that as well. Okay. Um, and back to peonies, um, some of the, the nicer peonies are the, the more expensive peonies. So the mm -hmm. Itoa or the Japanese tree peonies, they tend to be a little in the spring when they're first coming out in the garden centers, they can be a little um, price prohibitive. But in the fall, you can get some, you know, you keep your eyes open. If you are a peony aficionado, you can find <laughs> some great deals on, uh, you know, a fern leaf peony or an Itoa peony. Uh, and even though it might be when I'm saying the sale price might be $50, which still seems like a lot of money, but in the spring, it's going to be $100, right? Oh, so yeah. if you, and, and again, it's not something you're going to buy a ton of. You just, people like to have one or two in their garden. Uh, and uh, they're, they're always a, um, oh, like not a focal point, like a conversation piece, I feel, because they are so yeah. different. You know, the tree peony is a different shape and it it's a different bloom that has a different leaf. They get nice and tall. Uh, so they they definitely can be a nice conversation piece. Uh, the, I have a couple of fern leaf peonies and my neighbors just like 
always stop me and ask me what that is. So, so yeah, so that's something to keep in mind. And don't be shocked when you see that in September, October, it's $50 because it was probably a hundred dollars in, in the spring. So uh, they are a little, they're coming down, but they are a, a little bit more expensive. So, uh, so that is definitely something to think about. And now is also the time to see if there's anything disease that you might need to pay attention to, um, you know, that type of thing that to kind of keep an eye on as well, right? That you yeah. want to get ahead of. Yeah, if we know we've had a powdery mildew issue on things mm -hmm. like our peonies or bee bombs or, uh, you know, even one of the trees. Nine barks, right. As things start to to fall and let go through some summer, make sure we're always collecting those and, and disposing of those, not putting them into our compost piles or into things are like our green litter bags where they might, you know, start again in, in the compost or something like that. Yeah. So always keeping clean for disease, pests and diseases. The other thing too, is we talked about um, our cannas and our fall bulbs that might be out. Mm -hmm. As September goes again, September, who knows, um, but watching the temperatures, we don't want it to start in the nights to get too much below 16 degrees Celsius. And again, I apologize to our American listeners, uh, whatever that is in Fahrenheit, but that 16 is the signal that tropical winter is beginning. We may want to consider bringing our uh, tropical bulbs inside mm -hmm. or more so our tropical plants. So if you have right. like a croton or a ficus or, um, you know, a cast iron plant, those ones we're going to use and keep green in our house over the winter. Hibiscus, right? Hibiscus. Rose, yeah, hibiscus plants. They tend to be very popular patio plants. So yes, right. we want to bring them in um, before it gets too cool. Right, before they get shocked and they start to get into a dormancy kind of phase. So keep an eye on those as well. September lawn care, a big topic, but I think we'll just graze over it now. Yeah. We've got lots of fantastic episodes on seasonal lawn care and nematodes, etc. But now is the time, speaking of nematodes, uh, we're in the middle of grub season or the beginning of grub season, kind of more in the mm -hmm. beginning middle. Uh, but, you know, applying nematodes or treating for them. As the season or the night's cool and the day's cool, it's now time to grow those cool season grasses. So if you're in the northern United States or here in Canada, as those seasonal temperatures start to cool, the grass is going to thrive again. We're going to see that growth and that regreening. So just making sure that we're top dressing the lawn, reseeding the lawn, keeping things moist and applying our uh, controls for any of those grubs or other issues uh, under the soil. Now is the time to be doing that for our lawn care as well. That's right. And the other big lawn issue is crabgrass. Mm, I yes. think now is the time before it goes to seed. So watch for it in your lawn. They tend to be a little bit brighter green, a wide leaf um, in your grass. They can kind of hide in the grass and the lawn a little bit. And you think, yeah, it's green. It's not a big deal. Well, you want to get those out and pull them out because next year, the seeds that it um, it starts to sprout will create weeds for next year so right. and and you know you can have twice as much next year if you don't deal with it this year so um and sometimes you have to go over to your neighbor's lawn and pull their crabgrass out too or mm -hmm. anything that's growing along the curb or the sidewalks because those will all be headaches for you next year and it's one of those weeds that you kind of need to stay on top of so watch for uh crabgrass it can be very prolific um, and it's it's really important. It's easy to come out after rain or after you've wet it before it goes to seed. They're actually fairly easy to come out. 
That's right. And the key yeah. is, like you said, right before seed, because the plant, the grass itself is, is an annual, so it will die. Mm -hmm. But it's yes. those seeds, getting them before they seed or drop those seeds, that's the key for sure. For sure. Yes. And you don't want to cut your, like, you want to pull them out before you cut your grass, because I think that's what a lot of people do is like, oh, I'm cutting them off because I am cutting um, the lawn. And, but the, no, you're just spreading the seeds you yeah. know, if they've already gone to seed, now you're just spreading those seeds as you chop them up and, and mulch them into your grass. So exactly, yeah. exactly. You need to see them as they're starting to grow the seeds if you're going to mow. Mm -hmm. but once they have those heads on them, they mature quick and they drop hundreds of seeds. That's right. That's right. Deciduous so oh, what do we do with trees, trees and shrubs? Yes, our deciduous trees and shrubs. What are we doing those? Again, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're enjoying lots of fall mm -hmm. things that are blooming, our hibiscuses, our hydrangeas, rows of Sharon's. There's lots of things that we're going to still enjoy throughout the season. Don't have to worry about pruning them or taking care of them. Enjoy them. Let them do their thing. Uh, we are going to prune the fall blooming things in the spring or right. early, early winter, uh, depending on where you are and what your mm -hmm. your winter, early winter looks like. But continue. That's right. Can clean de disease and dead things. We can always prune and take away. That's right. And if there is nothing blooming, so that's something to keep in mind, too. I know we're always saying about taking pictures in your garden. So if you come to September, mid-September, and you find your garden's kind of like boring now, or there's nothing really blooming, now is the perfect time to go pick up a hydrangea, pick up a Rose of Sharon to add color. It might be looking like almost done now. And again, that's a deal that you can find at a garden center near you. But by next September, you know it's going to be looking amazing, probably even sooner. So that's something to keep in mind is every month to kind of take a look and see where do you have a hole? Where do you have something not blooming? Um, you know, it's always easy to have a June garden, but uh, having a, you know, a garden still look good in September takes a little bit of and October takes a little bit of planning. That's right. And we talked about the perennial sales for the summer and the spring stuff. Don't forget, independent garden centers, there are those beautiful things that are looking good now. They are still bringing in things like that, the burning bushes and those more popular hydrangeas. Mm -hmm. So you might see some sales, maybe not as deep, but there is some fresh material to be buying yes. as well. Yes, because the growers are still growing. And if yeah. you're dealing with uh, landscapers, landscape designers, landscape contractors, they are buying, we're buying from a farm, a grower. So they are always going to have uh, new stock. So uh, so they're not necessarily the deals, but you can get uh, fresh, great product. That's right. It's late summer and fall is technically still ahead of us. Uh, mm. So yeah, most of September is actually uh, still summer. But yeah, so don't forget to check out those but speaking of newly planted things when we get into our evergreens remember mm. our evergreens are evergreen we need to make sure not only for our evergreens but especially important for our evergreens making sure that we're keeping up on the watering of our newly planted material they need yeah. to they don't have the root system yet they need to have access to water uh, we have had some drought in some certain places across the country and into the states. So if you've planted something, mm -hmm. making sure that we're going to be making sure they're well watered. Remember, the evergreens are evergreen. They've got the leaves that are out. They're open. They will continue to lose water to the heat and the wind, especially more so the, the dry, windy weather going into the fall. Uh, so making sure that they're well watered once a week. Until that ground really starts to become frozen, especially here in, in the northern areas, 
Once that mm-hmm. ground is frozen, there's still some water there for those lower roots to pick up if, if possible. Yeah. yeah. If you do have an evergreen that you want to transplant or move, um, September is a good time to do mm-hmm. that. But you do, you know, have to follow those rules of making sure it's well watered up until the frost. So not just the day you plant it or move it, you have to keep watering it. And it's a good time to uh, top dress your gardens. Like our last episode, we talked a bit about mulch and the benefit of mulch. Then that's something that you can do. Compost is also, we didn't, we didn't deep dive into that as a, a mulch, but compost is always good uh, for your garden to improve the soil. But uh, so now is a good time to do that. So if you're moving anything, like we mentioned about moving, dividing and moving many perennials, any any uh, peonies, that type of thing, shrubs, evergreens, it's a really good time to point to uh, to consider the water as well as the uh, adding some compost and and mulch to those areas as well. That's right. So as we round out our September in the Garden episode, uh, if you're familiar with our book, Down the Garden Path, step-by-step to your Ontario garden, but a lot of the information applies to wherever you are uh, in your garden or in the world, um, we have our design favorites. So what is your September design favorite uh, for your September garden? In our book, uh, my favorite is Roseanne geranium. Uh, it is a long blooming uh, perennial in the garden. It starts blooming in May and it is still blooming in September and it will still be blooming when snow falls in November. So it has got beautiful violet blue flowers and it really brightens up uh, a space. It really does. It does tend to get, tend to get large and almost shrub-like and kind of sprawly. It's easy to control but uh it you know for something and the bees love it so it's not Mm -hmm. a native plant but it definitely is an attractant to pollinators i know the bees love it so it is my sure thing i think if every my book i actually today i had to take a photograph for somebody of it underneath uh, my neighbor has it underneath uh her ginkgo on her boulevard and it's covered her the base of the whole boulevard and i just think to myself man if everybody's boulevard didn't have grass and it had roseanne geranium instead it would be a bright bright street (laughs) so how about you what is your favorite september plant design favorite one of my design favorites is the scentlandia sweet spire so it's an itea it's a north american native shrub so it's a, a native are one of our north american native shrubs blooms in early summer uh, can have some fragrance to it, but I love it at this time of year for a replacement to the burning bush. So it doesn't get as big as the dwarf burning bush, which is going to be five by five, six by six. Scentlandia is only going to be two by two to three by three, but still give you lots of rich purples and reds and even some yellows in the fall uh, garden. So I find that it's a beautiful rival or even substitute uh, ah. to, especially in smaller spaces, to the right. classic um, dwarf burning bush, which everybody is familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. If you get in this middle of summer, where's the burning bush? Well, it's not burning. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I love the shape and the size. The colorable is formidable, but you also get some beautiful early summer flowers. And as a North American native cultivar so that's right always with our natives <laughs> yes and there has been a bit of concern that the burning bush is becoming a bit invasive the little um little uh, be- 
seeds that the burning bush has on it, the birds do eat and then take into nature and you know what that happens. And so it is, uh, you know, a little bit of a concern and is starting to, to appear on those lists about invasive plants. So moving towards something like that uh, is a great idea. That's so, right. Uh, so yeah, so thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this September in the garden. It can be an exciting month. That's right. Lots to do and lots to still look forward to. So thank you, everyone, for joining us here on this episode of Down the Garden Path. I'm Matthew Dressing, here with my co-host and co-author, Joanne Shaw. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the guests that join us here on the show. That's right. And don't forget to spend time with us down the garden path by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And our sign there is, our handle is at the down the garden path podcast at down the garden path podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit subscribe to be notified of new content and don't forget to like share and leave us a comment or a review we love hearing from our listeners you can also always write us at down the garden path podcast at hotmail.com or via our websites you can find me at down the garden path or sorry you can find me at down to earth.ca and matt at naturalaffinity.ca Thank you again, everyone, for joining us here down the garden path. And we look forward to you joining us next episode. Until then, take care. Bye for now. Bye.